Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Never Manage Alone. I'm joined once again by Ben. How are you doing, Ben? Good, thank you. Good to be back. Good to see so you. So soon. Yeah, I was going to um, I was going to refer to you as the um, fantasy football jinx, but I don't want that name to stick. So, uh, you know what? You've said it now, so <laughs> I'll, I'll happily take that mantle. And, and if people want to follow suit with with picks I recommend, then they know what they're they're in for now, don't they? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so in this episode, let's take a look at some at the fixtures this week. So game week twenty two. Uh, let's do a quick rundown, really, and um, see who we think is going to do best and uh, which players are kind of going to step up. So, uh, first game on Tuesday is Sheffield United West Brom. What are your thoughts on this one, Ben? I think a hard one to predict. I think both teams have struggled for struggled for goals. I think West Brom have conceded more recently, haven't they? So. But then have Sheffield United got a striker that can exploit that? And also, a lot of the goals West Brom have conceded have been at home. Mm-hmm. So, I think very hard one to predict. I probably wouldn't be picking many players from that one, if I'm being honest with you. I think I'd, I'd, I'd tend to think it would be a low kind of scoring one because it's quite a lot of tension around it, high pressure. Yeah, Pereira's done well for West Brom recently. I mean, he got a goal and assist in the last game. but He'd be the only one I look at. I think he's he's quite integral to, to West Brom, their press and their energy upfield. And yeah, he can provide a little bit of difference. So. Definitely. Um, but yeah, you're right, because Sheffield United you know, had that win against Man U. They only conceded one goal against City, like we spoke about in the last episode. So they're actually not bad. Um, they could be quite good defensively. They haven't conceded as many goals as West Brom. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens in that one. Uh, next up, Wolves v Arsenal. So, our team again, Arsenal away. I mean, would you rate the chances there? I'd probably say a conservative 10-0 Arsenal. No. Um, no, with this one, I, I'm going to say this for a lot of the fixtures. I think there's going to be some rotation mm-hmm. and this is what's going to cause a little bit of disarray. I think if you're, if you're Wolves, you're looking at this fixture and I think you're probably ha- happier if you're a Wolves player, if you're a Wolves manager, a fan, trying to play against some teams who want to have the ball against you because, frankly, on the ball, Wolves, when teams sit back a bit, Wolves look a little bit clueless, what I looked at recently. So this might be suit them a little bit better. I think players like Neto and Traore they could be quite dangerous for Arsenal. So it have to be how Arsenal manage it. And if Arsenal try to sit back a little bit more, be a little bit more conservative, that will probably mean that there'll be less goals in the game. I also think some key players, you know, from Arsenal perspective, might be rested. Mm-hmm. Looking ahead at their, they've got another away fixture against Villa at the weekend. So, But I think players like Saka, I think it was only like a knock he had. So I think if he gets the all clear, he'd be a good pick for tomorrow. Yeah, he should be. Um, you know, he should be making his way back. Um, he'll probably he'll be back in. I think. Yeah, I guess, but a late fitness test. But yeah, he, he's a slight knock at the moment, but he may be back. I think Tierney's now ruled out. Uh, Bamiyang's a bit of a, a doubt because of his personal situation, and then he obviously you've got Lacazette as well, who um, came off late against Man United. So. I think it's very much injury dependent for Arsenal at the moment. You know, people need to keep an eye, uh, you know, just an eye on that situation really and just make a decision from there. But it's a difficult one because Wolves haven't been great, but um, they've looked a bit more solid, I mean, against Chelsea, but then they lost against Palace. So 
It's the teams with the ball. It's the teams with the ball that they do a little bit better against at the moment. So like I say, it's not it's not a clear cut one that yeah. outside bet I'd say Pepe because though he's not been great this season, the last couple of games he has played a lot better. He didn't get a goal against United, but he was Arsenal's biggest attacking threat. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that could be a quite a good um, differential as well, uh, potentially. Yeah, and everyone's going Saka because he's such a great enabler, but um, Pepe is owned by less than um, 1%, I think. So that's a real differential there. Yeah, and also uh, he's, in the, he's in a good sweet spot where he's played games this season. He's had a full pre-season, mm-hmm. but he's not played as much as integral players. So I don't think they'd be as keen to rest him. So he, he might be he might be one to pick. Mm-hmm, definitely. All right. Uh, Man United, Southampton. So Man United are back of a, a loss and then, a, and then a draw of Arsenal. So what are you feeling for this game? Do you, you backing them to bounce back and have a convincing win here? Southampton haven't been great recently either. Yeah, I think the difficulty for Southampton is they play into Man United's transition game when they play the high press that they like. Um, so it's just a question of how much of a, in a position are Southampton to be able to alter their game a little bit mm-hmm. and sit off a little bit more, maybe not concede that space a bit more, but still provide a bit of a threat. Yeah. And because they're a little bit out of form, do they feel confident in doing that? I think this is, this is a good one for players like, Fernandez for players like Rashford, maybe even Greenwood, because if he risks if he rests a player or two, maybe this is a fixture he puts Greenwood in for, and then I think there will be space there for United. To be honest, yeah. Plus Greenwood, um, I think there's a sub for Arsenal came on later in the game, so um, so he he could actually play a bit of a bigger part. Obviously, you're always going to back Fernandez as well, um, so that should be good. And, yeah, Southampton really just haven't got going recently. Um, Ings is always a threat, of course. Um, but a lot of their other players, you know, Ward Prowse and Armstrong, they've, they've played a lot of games. So, uh, and they're struggling at the back a little bit. So I, I think I, I'd steer clear of their assets. And there's a couple of Man United assets there that are quite appealing. Um, moving on then to Newcastle beat Crystal Palace. So Newcastle obviously on the back of a, of a good win to break their... Uh, when you run a terrible form. Um, Crystal Palace have started a little bit recently, but they had that win against Wolves, so they might be back on track a little bit. So again, this is quite a quite a difficult one, but it could present um, points for both sides, really. I mean, what, what do you reckon on this one? Well, I think it relies on whether Joel Linton's back from his haircut, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Being thing. Newcastle's most integral player. He's going to no. be a potential, surely. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think, um, well, look, this one, uh, the only player I'd consider, I'd consider picking would be, um, would be Zahar or uh, Wilson. Yeah, it's got to be those two, hasn't it? I mean, Wilson, yeah. he came, he had a lot of doubters. He hasn't, he hadn't scored in uh, ages. So since about game week 14, but he's come back uh, two goals the time before he had a, uh, an assist, I think. So he's going to be hitting a bit of form, maybe. You know, he, he seems to go through these spells of um, goal scoring. So even by in the official game, over 20%. So he's not he's not a bad option, to be honest with you. He's, he's a cheap player as well. You know he's always going to play. And this is the same with Wilson. And again, clubs like this, they don't have Champions League. They don't have um, Europa League. And you know if they've they've got a couple, one or two players who you know will pretty much always play, then they're pretty worth sticking with, to be honest. Yeah, 
um, for Crystal Palace, obviously, Sahar's the obvious choice and you're right. It's nice to have those types of players where it's not a headache. You know they're going to play. Um, I think they had that. Is it Eze for, for Crystal Palace? He's um, quite young. He, he scored um, a goal. Uh, he scored the goal against Wolves actually last time out. So he's kind of a good outside choice, really. Incredibly low ownership generally across the fantasy games. And um, yeah, I think he's got about three goals and three assists um, this season. So he's not a bad kind of you know choice. But uh, that's the, I think there's only really those three players I would be looking at um, uh, and, and going from there. So yeah. Um, and then on Wednesday, uh, Burnley beat Man City. So Man City have always had a, a lot of success against Burnley over the years, but um, someone like Aguero has been a big part of that as well. Um, again, we mentioned about the rotation. It's a bit of a headache, but surely surely someone like Sterling is going to play this time round, isn't he? I mean, he, he missed out completely last time. Are you going to back him for captain again, Ben? <laughs> yeah, I'll... <laughs> Maybe, not sure if captain or not. Uh, I'll have, have a bit of an assessment, but I would back him to play in this game. I can't see Pep uh, resting him for two games in a row. That wouldn't make much sense. They do have uh, they do have Tottenham on the weekend though, so I think he'll he'll rest. I think Gundogan played on the weekend, didn't he? And he's been very crucial for them recently. So yeah, nine minutes, and then the time before he had. 51. So he's he's had his minutes a little bit managed, but he's, he's mm. real sorts of goals, doesn't he? Recently, in the one. So um, it, it's difficult. Uh, yeah, I, I can see players like that maybe getting a little bit of a rest this time round. But yeah, play like Sterling, I, I think he'll play. I think because City do have to do a little bit of rotation in these past couple of games, it's not it's not as clear cut. And you saw that on the weekend where they only won by a goal, right? Um, so. But having said that, I watched a bit of Burnley against Chelsea and I think they were a little bit one-dimensional, a little bit not as much energy as they normally have. So I think because of more because of the form that Burnley are in and not not doing as great as they could, I think I'd still back City, to be honest. Yeah, I think it even looks like Burnley will have a hard time trying to get a goal, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know if it's going to be some of the Man City performances over Burnley in the past few years, you know, where it's a real hammering, but I think they'll be comfortable enough, maybe a one or two nil. Uh, I'm still not sure on Jesus either, really. You know, he scored last time out. He's never, again, another player of low ownership that people just don't trust, but I think it's just because of the pep factor and he's not going to always guarantee um, minutes. He had 90 minutes, he scored against Sheffield United, but I just don't think it's enough for people to start seriously considering him, to be honest with you. Yeah, I completely agree on that. Okay, and uh, next up is Fulham versus Leicester. So uh, Fulham, I mean, they were they were definitely the better team against West Brom. Um, they struggled a bit in the second half, drew to all, and uh, they played some good football and had you know have chalked up some points recently. Uh, you know, Leicester have been strong this season. Uh, they had the I think the draw against Everton a couple of weeks back, but then they just, um, you know, come into this one on a defeat against Leeds, uh, 3-1 at home. So, I mean, are you concerned by Leicester's form or do you think that they're still worth backing? Obviously, I think Vardy's still out for them as well. So that's a big kind of, um, you know, a big player there for them that's missing. Yeah, well, Vardy is up there, maybe not quite as good as Salah, but I mean, he's one of those players where, he basically will get that goal every week. 
Um, and when the team misses a player like that, who is that consistent, you're always going to see that. Yeah. They still have a lot of their good players to form a basis, and that's why in a, in a game against Leeds, they still only lose by a goal. Um, but with the way that Leeds play, it's always all out, and kind of anything can happen. Uh, would I read too much into a game against Leeds where it's where it's like that? Uh, oh, by two goals in the end, wasn't it? Yeah, but they did have a few chances though. In, in fairness, Leicester, but yeah, there was um, I think so. last one was a breakaway, wasn't it? Yeah, no, um, but I wouldn't read too much into it. And I think Leicester have had poor results earlier in the season, one-offs like against um, I think they lost against Fulham at home, and they've bounced back. So. Mind you, Fulham are playing quite well. I, I'd probably, I'd probably sit on the fence and and err towards a draw, maybe a Leicester win there. It's a bit like a, one, a game to avoid, really, in terms of fantasy managers, especially. It's going to be an interesting one to see how it kind of works out. But especially without um, without Vardy there, um, Barnes have stepped up in recent times to kind of you know, bag the points and get the goals and, and set up the goals as well. But yeah, he's been he's been in good form. Yeah. Great, great, greatly taken um, goal as well. Yes, yeah, played a lot of games, so will he have to be rotated a little bit? That's always a concern. But yeah, he's not oh, a yeah. there really, um, as well. And then, and then moving on. So we mentioned Leeds just a second ago. Uh, Leeds v Everton. I mean, that could be quite an interesting game. I mean, I, I reckon there'll be a few goals in this one. Just looking at how Leeds have played and how Everton aren't really shining that area either. So, I mean, what's your take on this one? Yeah, um, and Everton have got United on the week as well, right? So, again, I mean, how many players are they going to want to rest? It's on Saturday as well. It's only a couple of days in between. Difficult one. If if, if Calvert-Lewin plays in this game, this is possibly as good a game as any, I would say, other than maybe you know, someone, someone really poor at home. Um that I would say, you know, this is where he'll probably get a goal and, and start up his his scoring again. And it's just about whether Ancelotti Ancelotti thinks the same thing and and puts him in rather than rotating him. Mm-hmm. I can see that, Pim. I can I can see him maybe trying to stick with it to try and get DCL a goal. Yeah, it could be a, a chance to maybe gamble with someone like Rodriguez as well after he, he's come back from injury. He's looked quite bright. Uh, he was great at the beginning of the season. Um, and I think with Leeds as well, it, it's hard to know what you're going to get. They, they seem to be involved in a lot of high-scoring games. They, they seem to kind of throw caution to the wind and then they are susceptible to back as well. So they could really um, you know, go for it and it could be quite a, an exciting end-to-end game. Uh, the, the main thing for Leeds at the moment is uh, Rafinha is carrying a slight knock. Um, they'll be hoping that he's back for this one, obviously, uh, you know, really their kind of creative outlet. Um, he's, he's got a couple of goals and assists in the last few weeks, so he's a key player. And obviously Bamford as well, uh, a player that's been really quiet recently um, when you consider his early uh, goal-scoring form of the season, but he got a goal and, and two assists in the last game. So yeah, you're obviously going to back him again, but the injury is a little bit of a concern. I think he's got a dead leg, so... You know, we have to see how, how that will work out. But Rodrigo's out as well, I think, for this one. So I'm, I'm sure they'll just try and get him to be there if he's uh, fit enough. So we'll see what happens. Um, Beat them early in the season as well, Leeds, didn't they? Yeah. And they played them off the park. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
So yeah, they're not a bad team. To, they're not a bad team to back in this one. It's quite an interesting game. There's quite a lot of players who could do well. So it's um, definitely one to watch. Um, Aston Villa beat West Ham. It's actually, I think, another exciting game. Um, two teams that have been in good form. West Ham especially. Uh, Aston Villa generally been in good form as well recently. Uh, had the odd slip up, but. I can see goals in this one as well, to be honest with you. What do you reckon? Yeah, we'll see how much doubt it puts in West Ham's mind after they've gone on such a good run. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously they've taken a bit of a bit of a beating, not just by, you know, a, a couple of goals, but just the way that Liverpool dominated that match. Mm-hmm. So this would be a real test for them. And yeah, it's only again, it's only a couple of days after, isn't it? And like you say, a little bit similar to Leeds. Villa have been a little bit of a mixed bag. You know, they they go and um, they go and play a really good game away at one of the big clubs, and then what was it the other day? They have a, a really good XG against um, one of the uh, lower or Burnley, I think. Was it Burnley? Yeah, not that game three. Ended two. up losing. So uh, very difficult to predict. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't know what to say. Surely Antonio, surely he'll get Antonio on the pitch, but how much is he going to play? I don't know. Yeah, he, um, he's had his minutes managed a little bit, but I think with both these teams generally, they're another one where they should just be putting out their strongest um, you know, team every game and we shouldn't have to worry about too much rotation. But yeah, the injury concerns are there as well. Um, I think Cresswell's been quite a... He's done quite well recently, set up a couple of goals in the last couple of games. Um, Soshek's obviously been you know, strong and had that pace uh, a couple of weeks ago. So they've got a lot of players that are very reasonably priced in the, in the um, fantasy, uh, in the FPL game. So I think they're just great enablers at the moment. And um, I think you'd still not back them to necessarily win the game, but you feel like they'll... they'll They'll put up a, a good show, really, and um, the same with Aston Villa. I think there'll be goals in this one. So, um, yeah. The thing I would, I would say as well, just to add to that, Paul, I think you're right, but also looking at West Ham's next couple of fixtures, um, they've got Fulham away and then Sheffield at home. So, you know, having someone like Cresswell in, someone like Suchek, uh, you know, Kufau, is it? Yeah. I I don't, Antonio, I don't think it's as much of a risk to have a couple of these players in for this fixture. Because if you know if you can tend to the rest of your team over the next couple of weeks and sort of lead them in, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, and I think it'll be interesting for them against those teams like Fulham and Sheffield United, the teams that are fighting, uh, trying to battle to stay in the league at the moment. Where West Ham are kind of overachieving, um, but they they definitely deserved it. Um, you know where they are at the moment, but. It's a different level of test for them. Yeah, you know how they, they should be up for it, but uh, those other teams are going to be desperate to try and take some points off them. So we'll have to see how that goes. Um, next up, Liverpool Brighton. So Liverpool, like we mentioned before in the last episode, they had some, you know, a real bad form, especially for their standards. Um, you know, had a real convincing performance against West Ham. This seems like a, this would have seemed like an obvious um, kind of choice, especially for a captain option in fantasy football, wouldn't you say? I mean, Salah got two goals, Mane uh, missed this one. Um, I don't know if he's due back yet or he's a slight doubt, um, but uh, I think he should be back for this one. Um, so maybe have a late fitness test, but 
with Brighton's win against Spurs, do you think this will be straightforward for Liverpool then, or do you think it will be a bit? Do you think it'll be a bit more of a challenge? Yeah, the problem for Brighton in this game is that you know, despite Liverpool having issues at the back and not being as consistent as they were last year at the back, Brighton big problem is scoring goals, isn't it? So. Look at and also Brighton like to to be in possession of the ball, mm-hmm. and that obviously plays a little bit into Liverpool's hands in terms of they they don't mind that because they can counter press, they can you know uh, get some good opportunities in those transitions. So yeah, I, I expect Firmino to be back. I'd be surprised if he doesn't play Salah because. I think ahead of the fixture on the weekend, I think he'll want Salah to keep in good form and then maybe take him off early-ish. So I think I think Salah is still a decent bet for captain in this game, to be honest. Yeah, you especially with those goals last week, this is still a, a real appealing fixture. And like you say, he might have his minutes managed a bit. He might come off early, but he's still got a lot of time to cause problems. So you wouldn't, all those fixtures we've looked at so far, he does pretty much look like the best candidate, really, in my mind as well. So, yeah. And then on, on Thursday, we've got uh, Spurs v Chelsea. So Spurs obviously looking like they're struggling a little bit, especially missing Kane. Sun doesn't look like the same without him. And then Chelsea, a bit of a hard one to call. They've had, um, you know, the new manager come in. He's made some changes. Not really sure who's going to start this one. Um, what's your thoughts on that one? Well, I mean, this is, again, this is a fixture that you, you would have thought there'd be a little bit of rotation, but maybe not as much as some of the other games because it comes on the Thursday. And it'd just be interesting to see what Mourinho goes with. Yeah, again, they've gone with they've gone with Bale in, in place of Kane. It hasn't quite worked out. He's... He's thrown on the um, the other strike. Is it is it uh, Vinicius? Is that yeah. his name? Yeah. Um, and a lot of some rotation at fullback is tried. So it's difficult to predict what Tottenham are going to go for. I mean, Son will play. Chelsea will like to be on the ball from the way that Tuchel play and, and Chelsea play in general. So it's not it's not the most risky fixture I think to play Son. Even though I said previously that I wouldn't draft him in per se but if you've already got him I, I would I would say to keep him in for this one because especially with Spurs v Chelsea they, they do hate each other and yeah you, I can see it I can see a few goals happening in that game to be honest I wouldn't be surprised uh, if it's Mourinho as well so Mourinho surely gonna yeah have his authority a bit especially with their new manager he, you know, Mourinho's been there before with Chelsea hasn't he and you can see him causing a bit of menace in this game as well yeah is he really going to lose another another game in a row I don't know it just seems a bit weird if he if he does to me even even though I know how Tottenham has struggled recently uh, maybe like a maybe like a score draw yeah yeah true time to get a goal would have thought yeah I'm still back in Sun in my team. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be in a rush to move him out, like you say. Yeah, he's he's relatively expensive in, in FPL. So would I look at suddenly drafting him in? Potentially not, just because of the ownership as well. But at the same time, I don't want to move him on. He starts doing well. So yeah, I've got. Other yeah, I, I agree. He's going to play as well. So at least it's not. I think he's going to have to be their most important player, especially going forward. So, you know, will he play in a centre forward position? Will he still play out wide? Will they play someone like Bergwijn out there? But yeah, he's he's going to play anyway. So they can't be afford not 
for him not to play. So that, that's kind of what's keeping him in there. But yeah, it's been interesting. I think we've seen a couple of, um, I think the Liverpool game as well was definitely an interesting one and Leeds and Everton. There's, there's some real tough ones to call this week as well. Um, there's some ones that, you know, maybe um, don't look as appealing in terms of goals, Sheffield United, West Brom. But again, situation, it's, it's two teams fighting relegation. So even then, it, it's a difficult one. It might be a bit cagey. It might be a little bit more open like the Fulham-West Brom game. So, uh, yeah, definitely some interesting thought. Um, it's given me something to think about anyway with my team. So hopefully you can break the, uh, the run of bad luck uh, you've had recently, Ben. Yeah, what I'll do is I'll we'll do one of these after I've made my team, so I can let people know what what not to pick. What not to do? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's probably the best way to do it at the moment with all the uncertainties. So, that's yeah. it. I can get like a, a, a famous Twitter account, not what to pick, but what not to pick. Yeah, yeah. kind of se- almost sensible decisions, but ones that you just know are going to kind of are liable to go wrong as well. Rotation, injury, something like that. So that type of team. So you could have like a really amazing week, but then you know, the rest of the weeks are a little bit dull. Could be fun. Yeah, I'm just still waiting for that amazing week, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there's still enough games to go, so we'll see. All right, well, we'll wrap up there. Um, good chatting with you again, Ben. Uh, hopefully see you soon. Um, and yeah, well, best of luck for this game week. Yeah, thanks for having me on, mate. Thanks, Ben. Talk to you soon. Bye.